Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker." That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about the ninth episode of the TV show Shrinking. The show is created by Bill Lawrence, Jason Segel, and Brett Goldstein. This episode's title is Moving Forward, written by Sophie Seelig and directed by Randall Keenan Winston. The episode begins with the opening music of the song "The Dark" by Eddie Vedder. At the office, Gabby tends to the patients in the lobby. Neil Flynn makes an appearance as Raymond. He played the janitor in the TV show Scrubs. Bill Lawrence and Neil Flynn are long-time collaborators. Gabby sends in Raymond to Paul, takes on Lisa herself, and Jim takes Stephen out on a therapeutic field trip. Stephen is the same patient who was complaining about his mom in the first episode. Jim drives Stephen to Rose Bowl Stadium. Stephen collects his mom's urn to spread her ashes, but Stephen is a bit hesitant. Jim encourages him to do the needful and move forward, which is also the episode's title. Raymond congratulates Paul for his Career Achievement Award nomination from the APA. APA stands for American Psychological Association. Paul is not so thrilled about it. The entire conversation between Paul and Raymond feels like Paul is Raymond's patient until Paul reminds him that Raymond has been his patient for 22 years. When Raymond started therapy, he was drinking too much, his marriage had ended, and his self-esteem was so low that he spent time wondering how to kill himself. Been there, done that. Not the drinking and the marriage part. Raymond is doing much better now. He still comes to therapy but doesn't know what he wants to talk about. I so need a Paul in my life. Raymond says, "Listen Paul, you've spent your whole career helping people. You deserve to be celebrated for a minute. I am very grateful. Thank you, Paul." Paul responds, "You are welcome." Damn you guys, you make me cry. In Gabby's cabin, Gabby tells Lisa to dial down the criticism that she's received and not take it to heart. Lisa makes a 90-minute drive just to see a black therapist because she understands. At the Rose Bowl stadium, Jim suggests Stephen say a few words before spreading his mom's ashes. Stephen makes a speech, and as he's spreading the ashes, the security guys show up. Jim tells him to run. No surprises there. Jim didn't take any permission. The title sequence begins. At Jim's house, Jim puts his wife Tia's clothes in the carton. He reminisces as he goes through some old album titled "What a Ride, Choo Choo." The album reminds me of Carl and Ellie from the Pixar movie Up. Jim is all teary-eyed. He looks at his wedding ring and contemplates. He puts the album in a carton and moves away. It's a visual representation of Jim moving forward. Jim comes to Alice and discusses how Alice used to come to him and Tia with a song and have a listening party. Alice used to tell Jim that his taste in music sucks. Jim misses those interactions. Alice thinks Jim's taste in music still sucks. Alice asks, "Seriously, what is a goo-goo doll?" The Goo Goo Dolls are an American rock band formed in 1986 in Buffalo, New York by guitarist vocalist John Resnick, bassist vocalist Robbie Takak, and drummer George Tutushka. At Liz's in the Night, everyone celebrates Derek's retirement. The song Name Across the Sky by Leona Ness plays. Gabby addresses Derek as D-Train. Brian informs that Jim has been reinstated to officiate his wedding. Of course Jim guilted Brian into doing that. The next day Gabby is late to pick up Paul. Gabby wants to pee in Paul's bathroom but Paul is all about boundaries. Gabby doesn't listen. Who can stop her? We see Paul's doctor in Paul's house wearing only a shirt. 
Gabby reacts surprised with her jaws dropped. Paul introduces Gabby to his doctor, Julie Baram. Baram is a reference to one of their writers, Wally Baram, who wrote the episode Boop. Gabby compliments Julie's legs. Speaking of legs, even Harrison Ford's legs in shots in the last episode were insane. Gabby feels it's really inspiring. Gabby didn't think she would fuck when she got old, but she's gonna fuck forever. This is awesome. Sean is scanning documents at his dad's accounting office. Of course, he's grateful for the opportunity, but he's not at all happy. At the office kitchen, Sean pays Jim rent. Paul makes a sarcastic comment at the both of them. Sean requests Paul to support him and comment at Jim instead. Paul complies. Jim talks about Paul's award, but Paul isn't interested. Jim suggests Paul take his daughter Meg and her family to celebrate with him in Vegas. Paul's excuses his grandson Mason is 10, what would he do, gamble and whore? Sean corrects Paul. Hey, Vegas is for families now. Jim adds, so what he's saying is you and your grandson can gamble and whore together. Paul replies, he'll never be able to keep up. I go hard. I love this interaction. What great writing, Sophie. This may be my favorite episode till now. Outside Cafe Tabitha, Gabby meets Nico to learn the truth about the naked painting. Of course it's Gabby's naked painting. Gabby retorts, hearing a man say I'm right really greases my fucking peach, dude. Translation, it turns her on. Grease the peaches from the episode Imposter Syndrome. Gabby apologizes for her behavior and regrets shaming Nico. Despite being in a relationship with Aliyah, Nico flirts with Gabby. Gabby is so annoyed that it's working. Nico checks with Gabby if she wants to get out of there. Cut to Gabby's close up in bed. I am cursing Gabby. This is a mistake. Nico is bad news. You shouldn't have Gabby. When the shot cuts too wide, we realize Gabby slept with Jim again. Jim thinks it's a good fit. Gabby inquires if he means dick and vagina alignment. Gabby thanks Jim for his safe dick. There is no such thing as safe dick. Of course, Jim's dick doesn't like being called a safe dick. Outside Liz's house, Liz is cutting her rocks. Derek wants Liz to accompany him to fetch mail. Sean and Alice pass by Liz's house and exchange pleasantries. Alice inquires why Sean is not starting his catering business if Liz agreed to invest. Sean clarifies that Liz was joking. Besides, Sean is grateful for the opportunity to work with his dad. Alice says, I'm gonna help get Liz on board. We can get Gabby to help. Plus, I've got a rock. At Jim's house, Jim is practicing how he would officiate Brian's wedding. Brian is supporting Jim at the altar. Liz is in the audience, but Jim needs a minute because he's really worked hard on this. The moment Jim utters the word marriage, he breaks down. Liz already knows it's a fucking disaster. Liz is correcting Jim's grammar, making funny jokes and provoking Jim. I love it. Jim says, fuck you, Liz, and Brian tries to comfort Jim. Even Brian breaks, fuck you, Liz. You're not gonna ruin the best day of my life, you grammar witch. I absolutely love it. Liz is nonchalantly eating the blueberries. Paul calls his daughter and invites her to Vegas for the weekend. Meg can't make it because Mason has a school play on Saturday. When Meg learns it's about Paul's career achievement award, it upsets her again. Meg hangs up on Paul. Paul is pissed with Jim for giving him such horrible advice. Gabby wants Paul to write her a recommendation letter for her professorship. Paul thinks academia is the fifth circle of hell. Gabby is doing this so that there are more black therapists. She's doing a little extra for her community. Gabby and Paul discuss the concept of safe dick. Gabby's definition of safe dick is simple, uncomplicated sex that doesn't ruin your life. There is no such thing. Brian visits the wedding venue with his father and Charlie. They check the venue out. Brian wants his father to be his best man, but his father declines the request. 
Of course, this upsets Brian. Alice and Paul are seated on the park bench. Alice compliments and appreciates Jim for being there for her and taking care of her. Right on cue, Jim arrives and checks with Alice if she wants to accompany him to Tia's grave. Alice reveals she's busy helping Sean with some work. Jim advises Paul that it's okay to be vulnerable. Now Meg is aware how Paul feels and he needs to continue doing that. Paul needs to put himself out there and make a big gesture. People love a big gesture. At Liz's house, Liz is surprised to see Sean's proposal for the catering business. Suddenly, D-Train and G-Spot are buddies. Oh, G-Spot is Derek's nickname for Gabby. When Gabby checks with D-Train, he agrees to invest in Sean's business. Alice invokes The Rock to convince Liz. Liz feels this is the most manipulative Alice has ever been. Liz agrees to invest. She wants to help and be involved. Sean doesn't need Liz to be involved. He'll take care of everything. Liz's feelings are hurt, but she doesn't express it. Gabby notices and comforts Liz. What a great therapist. Paul shows up outside Julie's house and invites her for the weekend. Julie contemplates a little, but then agrees. Jim visits Tia's grave with flowers. As Jim bends to put the flowers on the grave, the scene flashbacks to Tia's birthday. Paul and Julie get out of the car and enter the premises. One may think they've come for the award function. Paul's hands shake and Julie holds his hand. Aw, that's so sweet. Save Dick my foot. They walk to the seats where Meg and Dave are seated. Paul and Julie have come for Mason's school play. Meg is pleasantly surprised that her father showed up for family. It's such a sweet father-daughter moment. At Jim's house in his bedroom, Jim looks at his wedding ring and realizes it's time to let it go. He takes off the ring and puts it on the side table. Alice comes rushing to Jim's room and plays the song Dermot See Yourself in My Eyes by Fred again. Jim checks with Alice about the day of her next game. Alice opens the calendar on her phone which reads June 2022. Alice's game is on a Tuesday, 28th June 2022. Alice realizes she forgot her mom's birthday which was 25th June. Jim tries to console Alice but she's too upset and leaves. She needs some time. I think she'll be fine. I notice two characters and their reflection in the mirror shots. Jim in this scene and Paul in one of the previous scenes at home. There was a similar shot in the episode Apology Tour as well. I guess that's Randall Keenan Winston style. This is my favorite episode till now. Such fantastic writing. You can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesomepodmix. Thanks for listening.